Hello and welcome to episode 42 of the Atlanta Man podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Rogers, and on today's episode, we will discuss a bit of a cool down week for the Hawks after they were uh, pretty scorching hot over the past two weeks with uh, a seven game winning streak going into this week. Um, they went one and three on the week with two losses to the Raptors, one on, at home and one on the road, one to the Dallas Mavericks, and one very impressive win over the Phoenix Suns. But we will actually start off with the first game of the week on Monday at home against Toronto. Hawks coming into this game on a seven-game winning streak, but the headliner coming into this one is that Trey Young was out. Um, he was a game-time decision, ended up not playing with shoulder soreness. So the Hawks were without him. Um, they did get Lou Williams back for this game. Um, but the loss of Trey is obviously a very significant one and um, played a very large part in this game and in this loss for Atlanta. So they lost this one 106 to 100. Um, mainly the main reason cause I'd say for this loss is Toronto's three-point shooting, which was very, very good in this game. They shot 50% from three which is obviously spectacular. They went 18 of 36, and that was really spearheaded by Gary Trent Jr., who made nine of the threes. He went nine of 15 from three in this game, which is great. Fred Van Vliet had four of them, and OG Anonabi had three, went three of five. So Raptors shooting a bit over their heads in this game. Um, we'll get into more of that later in this episode because they did it again on Friday night in even more extreme fashion, but... Yeah, this was a very good three-point shooting game for the Raptors. Um, Two-point shooting wasn't as great in this one. Um, that's why they really, like, they were so good from three, but they only scored 106 points. Um, so, yeah, that's the two-point shooting was kind of just kind of bad for them in this game. Um, they only shot 42.7% from the field by itself and 50% from three. So that's just a bit of an indicator of um, where most of their productivity was coming from. But like I said, Gary Trent, he was spectacular. He had 31 points and six rebounds. Um, Fred Van Vliet had 16 points and 11 assists. He was solid. Um, OG Anonabi had a 15-point game with a back-breaking three-pointer at the end of it um, to put the Raptors up four with a little time left on the clock after the Hawks had got the lead down to just one. Uh, but we'll move on and talk about the Hawks' offense now. This is an offense without Trey Young, so things and the results are not going to be the same as they usually are obviously because Trey um, the offense is very much built around him um, but the one main bright spot in this game for the Hawks was Kevin Herter who really stepped up and played very well uh, 26 points um, he went five of six from three which is great nine of 12 from the field which is also very good um, two rebounds two assists he was Atlanta's best offensive player in this game um, DeAndre Hunter was very good in this game too he had 17 points five rebounds um, I thought he was pretty solid Little um, His percentages aren't great, but I do think he made a positive impact offensively in this game. Um, Bogdan Bogdanovich, he played very well. He had 18 points, 7 of 16 shooting, 4 of them from 3. Very solid game from him. But other than those three guys, those are the only three guys that were in double figures for Atlanta in this one as they were missing uh, Trey Young mightily in this game, I'd say. And that is something that's very expected because he, this whole entire offense is built around Trey, obviously. He is the best player, and, um, you know, they did miss him in this game. Fortunately, this was the only game that he missed this week. Um, but, yeah, definitely um, somewhat of a frustrating loss. The Hawks were definitely in this game and had a chance to win. Um, one quarter that you kind of look back on in this one and look back with some regret is the third quarter where the Hawks just got 
trampled, I'd say. They got outscored 32 to 15, which is just very, very, very bad. Um, scoring 15 points is obviously terrible offensively. Um, and giving up 32 is not good defensively either. So you know, we're going to the numbers in this third quarter now. Um, Toronto, you know, they weren't even like in super insane offensively. They did get 32 points because they got to the free throw line nine times in the quarter. But they only shot 50% from the field, 55.6% for 55.6% from three. Um, they were they were very good in the quarter, um, shooting the ball from three especially. That's kind of the theme of the whole game. But nothing like not an absurdly good shooting quarter. Um, in correlation with the rest of the game, um, Gary Trent was very good. He had a buzzer beater. He had 17 points in the third quarter, so that was really his quarter when he shined. Went five of six from three in the third. Um, and yeah, like I said, a buzzer beater that made it a 17 point, um, win for the Raptors in the quarter and the Hawks, um, shot 33% from the field and one of eight from three, which is 12 and a half percent. And that'll do it <laughs> for, um, for that. Like that's never going to work. Seven of 21 from the field is terrible. One of eight from three. It's awful. Um, only guy that made a three was Gallinari. Um, they only took eight attempts, but yeah, just a very bad offensive quarter, only 15 points, and that's kind of the one you kind of circle and look back on. And then the one shot you kind of look back on is the OG, I know to be the three-pointer to really ice the game, to put them up four very late when he got loose and hit a wide-open three in the corner. Um, so that one was very, very tough, and yeah, that, that one hurt for sure. And just a kind of frustrating loss, but the Raptors, they're a good team, um, and no tray so that's kind of what you got to chalk that one up to you played a good team you were not your best player you know Raptors were supposed to win this game coming into it so that's just going to happen sometimes when you're when when your best player is out a good team is bound to beat you so definitely not an embarrassing loss for the Hawks but still frustrating nonetheless so we will now move on to the one win this week and it was a very good win probably one of the best wins of the season for the Hawks uh 124 to 115 win over the Phoenix Suns um the Hawks probably played close to their best game of the year in this one um defensively it wasn't always great and fantastic but still um they uh they still found a way offensively um throughout the entire game they were awesome offensively in this one especially Trey Young he had 43 points in this game which is incredible we'll get into some of the numbers right now real quick before we get into the game action um like I said Trey had 41 he was great five assists um 16 of 25 shooting and 6 of 10 from 3. He was spectacular. One of Trey's best games of the entire year. Um, a lot of productivity off the bench from Gallinari and Bogdanovich. Um, they had 12 and 11 apiece. Uh, Collins had 19. He was very good. DeAndre Hunter had 13. He was solid. Herter was scorching hot early in this game in the second quarter. Uh, he cooled off significantly after that, but he had 19 points, 5 of 10 shooting from 3, and 7 of 15 from the field, so a very good game for Kevin. Um, but yeah, I'll get back into him in just a second because he was scalding hot at one point in this game. Um, but yeah, coming into the game, obviously Trey was out against the Raptors on Monday. He ends up playing in this one. DeAndre Hunter was also questionable coming into this game, but he ends up playing, and Lou Williams was out again um, for the second game in about a week he ended up missing the game on Sunday too against Dallas but 
the Hawks got off to a pretty slow start early. Um, they were down eight to two. They only scored two minutes, two points in the first three minutes. Um, but then they really bounced back with a 15 to six run that included eight points from Trey Young and a three from Collins. So that was very, very solid. And the defense was just kind of average in the first quarter, but the offense really, really stepped up and um, had a good quarter. They finished with, let me see what the fun, the final final was for the first quarter, 32-30. to 30. Hawks were up at the end of the first quarter. Um, so very solid offensively in the first, and they end up scoring 32 points in the second, too. And this was the Kevin Herter because he had nine of the first 12 Atlanta points in the second with three straight three-pointers, and that forced a Phoenix timeout from Monty Williams. Um, Kevin was just kind of out of his mind in the second. Um, the Hawks end up leading by as many as 10 points, but they gave up a 9-2 to run in the final minute of the quarter, and they end up only leading 64-61 to at the half. So, you know, the Hawks, they got into a double-digit lead, but um, they let a little run happen, trickle down at the end of the quarter, and there was a very tight game at halftime. Um, but move on to the third, and the Hawks just continued to be great offensively in this one. Um 36 points in the third quarter, which is tremendous, obviously. Um, Trey had 12 in the last two minutes and 40 seconds of the third quarter at 18 total points in the third. And the Hawks had a nine-point lead heading into the fourth quarter, which was um, very solid. Uh, going into the fourth, it was kind of a clunky start for both teams on both ends, but the Hawks did end up adding to their lead in that time as they were just the less clunky team, I guess you could say. Um, but the Suns did threaten. They, get the lead about, they got the lead down to seven multiple times about midway through the fourth. Um, but the Hawks always rode it back in and ended up getting back up by double digits. Um, later on in the fourth, Collins looked like he might have separated his shoulder on going for a rebound. Um, Chris Paul kind of like bumped into him. It was like he really hurt his shoulder. He ended up going to the locker room and missed the rest of the game. That was around three minutes left. Um, but he ended up coming back out for the end of the game, just sitting on the bench. He ended up doing a post-game interview, and he ended up playing the rest of the week. So it looked like a scary injury at the time, but ended up being pretty much nothing, I guess you could say. He ended up being questionable um, for Friday's game against um, Toronto. But, um, yeah, he's played the rest of the week, and he played very well on Sunday. We'll get into that later. Um, but going into, like, the final minutes of this game, Hawks ended up having a 12-point lead. Uh, and they just were trying to give it away, it seemed. The Suns got all the way down to six with about 40 seconds left. And then on a, what seemed like a pretty broken offensive possession, um, Bob, the ball was bobbled by Kevin Herter. He like somehow flung it out to Trey Young before it got stolen. Trey bobbled it for a split second, gathered and took a pretty like contested three with a lot of time on the shot clock, but he sunk it. Um, they put the Hawks up by nine with 37 seconds left, and that was the dagger. They end up winning this game by nine, 124 to 115, against the best team in the league, the Phoenix Suns, who came into this game riding an 11-game winning streak. Um, they were just a super hot team. This was only their 10th loss of the year. They're the last team in the NBA to have single-digit losses. Um, they've just kind of been pull to pull the best team this year, in my opinion. And they're just one of the frontrunners to win the finals. And the Hawks, you know, had a nine-point win. And Trey Young played his one of his best games of the year against a very solid defense um, with a guy like Michael Bridges covering him. Um, he's a very solid defender on the perimeter. And Trey looked like he was struggling a little bit early in the game. But he obviously settled in tremendously into this one. And the Hawks end up getting a very, very nice win. One of the best wins on the season, in my opinion. So... 
that's great. We'll move on to Friday's game, which was less fun against the Raptors. Um, this was a defensive struggle um, for to some extent for the Hawks. A lot of this game, too, was just Toronto shooting above their heads. Um, the, Toronto scored 39 points in the first quarter. Scored 36 in the third quarter. But their three-point shooting was just off the chain in this game, even more so than the first game they played against each other this week, where they were very good in that one, too. But in this game, Toronto shot 63% from three. Um, 17 of 27. They're obviously just terrific from three. Um, Pascal Siakam was very good in this game for them. He went three of three from threes and had 33 total points with nine rebounds and four assists. So he was awesome. Gary Trent was pretty good in this game. Not quite um, as scalding hot as he was on Monday, but still very solid. Scotty Barnes was good. A lot of guys on the Raptors had very good offensive days in this one. Um, some of it was the Hawks letting them get loose on threes and easy shots, but some of this was just them making very tough shots too and just kind of shooting above their heads because no team is just that good at shooting threes. And the Hawks um, ended up getting like the bad end of that with Toronto two, two games in a row against them on Monday and Friday. Uh, but coming into this game, um, the only inactive the Hawks had in this game was Galadari, who ended up not playing, which I guess you could say affected him to a certain extent. But the Hawks had a pretty solid offensive game, I thought. Um, nothing spectacular um, by any means, but I think they were solid enough to keep them in this game late, which they were. Um, DeAndre Hunter and John both had 23 points. Trey had 22. Wasn't quite as good as he was against the Suns on Thursday, obviously, but still 22 points, 13 assists. And he had six rebounds, so Trey kind of filled it up um, on the stat sheet there with the six rebounds. He didn't make a three in this game. He did go 0 for 4, 9 of 20 from the field, so not a great shooting game for Trey, but definitely had a good game facilitating with the 13 assist. Um, like I said, DeAndre had 23 points. He went 2 of 4 from 3. Um, he had four rebounds, played some pretty solid defense. Collins had 23 points, and he looked pretty good um, considering he was kind of coming back from an injury, I guess you could say. Um, looked like a bad injury the night before. Him being able to play well is definitely encouraging. And Bogey had 18 points in this game too, so he was solid offensively. But, yeah, you can really just chalk this one up to the Raptors just kind of being insane from three. And the Raptors are a good team, and they can do that to you. And they're a very athletic team, and they can make those kind of things happen. Um, but, yeah, 125 to 114 was the final in this one. And now we will move on to the final game of the week, and this one was, in my opinion, one of the most frustrating games of the year that the Hawks have played. A 103-94 loss to the Dallas Mavericks. Um, Hawks were like two-point underdogs winning this game, as it was a road game for them. But the Mavericks were without their second-best player, Kristaps Porzingis. And um, I'll get into it a little bit later, but they ended up playing a lot of this game without Luka and Jalen Brunson, who are their two best perimeter players and two best shot creators, as they got into some like major foul trouble in the third quarter. Um, so definitely a disappointing loss, a game that the Hawks probably should have won, giving all the circumstances, injuries all and all. Um, just a pretty atrocious offensive performance for Atlanta in this one. Um, they were solid on defense, but the... The offense was the main culprit for this loss. Um, we'll get into what I mentioned earlier about Jalen Brunson and Luka Doncic as how they just didn't play that much in this game. Um, Luka only played 27 minutes and 41 seconds. Brunson, 30 minutes and 27 seconds. Um, 
that's not a lot of time for those guys because um, they were in so much foul trouble and they ended up, both of them missed majority of the third quarter because of all the foul trouble they were in. Um, you know, neither of them were like spectacular when they play, but they're still definitely two of the main facilitators and shot creators for the Mavericks. Um, but they did have some guys step up in their absence, like Reggie Bullock and Dwight Powell. They both had um, solid games for them, kind of making up for the absence of uh, Brunson and Doncic. But um, Brunson saw 22 points. He was solid when he played. Luka was more the one that was not his normal self when he was on the court in this game. Um, he had 18 points. Ended up having a triple-double, which just says a lot about Luka when you can have a triple-double and you didn't play your best game and didn't play that many minutes, all things considered. But only 6-17 from the field for him. Only made one three. Um, but like I said, he had a triple-double. Um, but yeah, now we'll get into the Hawks' offense, which was just horrendous in this game. Um, the only real bright spot for them was John Collins who was their best player throughout this entire game, almost goes for 20-20. and 20. He finished with 22 points and 18 rebounds. He was very good in this one, and that's kind of where the fun stops for the Hawks offensively because everybody else was just kind of dreadful, I guess you could say. Not everybody. Like, Gallinari was solid-ish, but Trey had a bad game. Um, 0 of 6 from 3 again in this one. No, no three-pointers made for the second straight game. 17 points. My dog is barking. Um, he ended up with 11 assists, but still definitely a solid game for him um, assist-wise, but not scoring-wise at all. And that was just kind of the theme offensively for this entire game with the Hawks. They were just could never get anything going on offense. Um, they shot 20% from three in this game, 5 of 25, which is bad. Um, and one thing that was really frustrating is that the Hawks were actually getting around the rim and getting good looks around the rim early in this game, and they just kind of got away from that um, with the absence of Porzingis that was definitely an effective strategy for them and um, yeah they just couldn't really get around the rim because the Mavericks were without um, Kristaps Porzingis like I said and Maxi Kleber was also out in this game with a injury slash illness who was another one of their centers so the Hawks definitely had the advantage in the paint and you saw Collins kind of take advantage of that at times but even Capella had his moments but they just kind of got away from that and I think they should have attacked uh, the rim more in this one for sure so uh, pretty bad loss pretty frustrating all things considered but um, definitely not a game that's as bad as like that game they played against the Rockets like a couple months ago when they blew like a 20-point lead to a very bad team the Mavericks are still very good so I don't think it's that big of an indictment on the Hawks just a very bad offensive game so now now that we got all the games that happened out of the way we'll move on and look ahead for the rest of or this coming this week coming up ahead couldn't spit that one out um they're off on off on monday have a game on tuesday against the pacers which is a very winnable game they just traded one of their best players karis lavert so they are in kind of in tank mode um, then they play san or san antonio at home on friday who are not very good that's their definitely a winnable game and then on sunday they go on the road to face boston on a 2 p.m start so kind of a weird start on sunday but definitely a winnable game for the Hawks in that one so that'll do it for this episode um, if you made this far listening I really really appreciate it and I will see you in the next one